Well, this morning I am I'm delighted. I, I just I uh, I've just been stirred, you know, coming out of out of our fiftieth. How many of you enjoyed the fiftieth for the for the church? Amen. Woo, man. Our team did such an amazing job. It it just they rocked it, and uh, I know that they had to take some time off afterwards. <laughs> on the other side, and uh, they worked and put in a lot of hours, some even more than others, and uh, make sure that you, you show some appreciation, you know, to, uh, to the staff and uh, the team as, they, uh, as you see them, and so we appreciate them. We love them. Thank God. We're, we're blessed as a church, and, it, and that's here as well as in Arlington. I was, I was there last week, and uh, man, it just, it, it just has a has a feel to it. I had Pastor Olin and Miss Sybil that showed up in church, and uh, and he he was just he got excited. He was like, "Man, there's something in the air," and it just it feels like there's traction. There's things that are that's happening, and and I believe that here. I believe that that there are some things that are happening that we don't want to um, uh, take for granted. And, and again, when God starts moving, we have to be aware. You know what? The devil doesn't like when the church or when men or women of God are, are uh, uh, rising up to advance the kingdom of God. That's just the truth. The devil doesn't like it. And so we need additional prayer. We need to believe God in this. And uh, I believe that uh, he's a defeated foe, but somebody's got to exercise some authority over that. Amen? All right. Well, this morning, I want to I talk to you about next-level development. Next-level development. And uh, I, I, uh, I, I've just been considering, you know, and I, and I felt like that, that God just brings these little confirmations along the way. Um, I, don't, I don't know where Danny's at, but, but uh, man, yesterday at men's breakfast, come on. He brought it, didn't he? Man, we got an up-and-coming preacher in the house, and uh, he uh, and 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 some things that he said, and uh, just thinking about our fiftieth and and where we've come from and where we're at and just the development and what's happening. I just felt like that. Okay, we're in a season that uh, that we're building. That there is something foundationally that needs to expand, that needs to happen, because everything is about foundation. For you to really extend your ability to grow, whether wider or higher, you have to increase foundation. That's why foundation is so vital. That's why the devil does not like foundation. I, I think that that's why he's attacked the Word of God more than ever before. He has attacked it through preachers. There is more teaching out there today that is trying to discredit God's Word and the Bible from being the truth than ever before. And it bleeds over into other areas. It bleeds over into songs. You know, we talk about the foundation built on His love. No, when I read my Bible, do we believe God is a God of love? Yes, the Bible says He's a God of love. It says He's a God of hope. It says He's a God of a lot of things. But He's also, but the reality is what the Bible, just come on, somebody wants what the Bible teaches? The Bible says you better build your life upon the Word of God. That's the rock on which we stand, is the Word. What's the Word say? Because the Word has to settle things. And if you aren't if you're not in God's Word and you haven't anchored your life to God's Word and you've not built that as a foundation in your life, when the storms of life come, 
You can think, well, God loves. He's a God of love. Yeah, but what's the word say? That's the only way you're going to overcome that storm. Not by having goosebumps and little feelies. Right? Come on, do we like the moving of the Spirit of God? Absolutely. But we better get back into the Word and know the Word of God and live your life based upon what the Word says. And so with that, I just, I just feel like that there's a, there's, we're in this place that, and there's a, a need for this fresh level of depth from God's Word and teaching God's Word and that development that should happen from that. Because if you don't have that, it's too easy to get off course. It's too easy for someone to come along and give you some other mystical idea of who God is or even some dumbed-down human formula of this is what God really looks like because He's like a person. No. We're created in His image, in His likeness. It's not the other way around. So we've got to understand that. Oh, hang with me. I know I'm slapping some stuff this morning. I feel strong that it needs slapped. Because, and, and so I, I've just, you know, I've, it's, it's, it's like I went past this mile marker. I went past 25 years. And there was just something in me that just started saying, I turned loose on them in Arlington last week. And I, and I shared stories that, that I don't think publicly I haven't really shared before of, of some of the journey of faith that Joanne and I have lived out. Some of it's very personal. And I just began to just, it, it's like it passed that 25-year mile marker, and I went, bless God, it's time for me to just say, here's how you get to where you're supposed to be in the journey of faith, and here's some lessons I have learned. Here's some stupidity things, dumb, dumb things I've done, and here's some things that somehow I was able to get right, and here's where I am today. And there's certain levels of success that just happens and should give place for that, but true success. I, I, we were interviewing a, a young lady that uh, has, has just finished her, her MBA from Angelo State, and uh, on the school side for a high-level uh, position that we've got open in the school, and, uh, and was talking to her and, and as in, in the interview process and was asking about some of her courses and some of the different things. And, um, and she made reference. I, 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 again, keep some of it, protect the guilty. <laughs> protect the innocent. I, uh, and, and she talked about this one professor that that marked her. I was like, what was it? Here's what she said. She said, this professor didn't just have book learning. This professor actually did the job in the world, in the real world, and brought that into the education. I think that's where a whole lot of people, they're trying to teach stuff, Everybody, if you, if you look in Christendom, everybody's a consultant today. And they got the card to pass out. Used to, it was used to in the, in the, in the 90s, it was everybody walking around with their profit card. I'm a prophet, you need to have me in. Now, I'm a life coach, you need to call me up. 
They, they ain't got enough goods to coach nobody. They probably hadn't even trained their dog well yet. <laughs> like, till you learn some things, don't be coming around giving me your coaching card. Amen? I want us to go to, to, to places, and I want to be under people, and I want to be in relationship with people that have done more, gone further, accomplished more, so that I can learn. Not with some fictitious dream that they've dreamed up. How they think it should be. Amen? So with that, I'm, my, my hopes this morning, and I wasted no time, Amen? We're going, we're going to go to Luke chapter 16, and that, that, that chapter, whoo, man, it, it, uh, it says some things in that chapter. But in that, I believe Jesus is sharing some keys to life on being able to develop to go to the next level. Now, here's the reality. I believe God wants us to go to the next level. What do you mean by that, Pastor? I believe that growth is part of the actual process of all that God's intended for us to be. It's growth. Growth is a part of our culture. Why? Because growth is kingdom-guided, kingdom-assigned. It's all about growth. From, you go back to the very beginning of time. That's why he created seed that reproduces after its own kind. That's why all the way through any of the covenant promises to Abraham and Abraham that, and Sarah, that it was about multiplication, to multiply. And it's, and, it's, and it's all the way through. When Jesus taught, he taught about that seed, but not just the seed, it turns into a blade in the ear and the full grain. It's a process of growth. And so Jesus teaches this. That, and if you're just comfortable just where you're at in life and just doing what you're doing, and not, then God bless you. No, I should say God help you. Because he's liable to stick some thorns in your nest. <laughs> You know, we, Joanne and I, we, we, we moved back here recently, and we're, we've got five acres, you know, out, out, uh, out on the edge of town here. And, and uh, I looked out the, the patio glass doors and got kind of a corner to this little, little patio right there, and, and the Martins had, had built a nest. And normally, they're nasty. I mean, they make a mess. I mean, they poop. Like, come on. Somebody got to clean that up. And I thought, well, I just want to see, and, and, uh, and they're mosquito getters. So I, I was like, come on. I, 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 I hate mosquitoes worse than bird poop. So I want them mosquitoes made into bird poop. <laughs> and, and so I'm watching. I watch the whole process, you know, peeking up there and seeing the eggs and, and then the hatch and, and then the, the, you know, mom and dad coming and feeding them little babies, you know, and they just... Oh, they're like all head and mouth. I mean, it's like their mouth is bigger than their body, right? When they're, when they're first born. But, you know, at some point in time, and I was able to just catch it at the right time. All of a sudden, there's this, there's this little, little wire, this little cable that's, that's over here about, about five feet away from the nest. 
And at one point, all of a sudden, they started showing up, and they stopped landing over here on the nest to feed the babies. They started, they, they were just over here on this wire, and you could see them coaxing them. And they're like, okay, time to grow up. And our yellow cat sitting over there going, come on, somebody fail, please. <laughs> just saying. Circle of life. <laughs> Cats got to eat too. <laughs> and they, and they, they stopped going over there until them little birds finally left the nest. But you know what? Even growth doesn't stop there because they're going to have to learn what mom and dad learned. Right? There's others that have gone before us. There's others that we can learn from, that we should grow from, that we can, we can engage with and, and, and look at and see the life of them. If nothing else, learn what not to do. I, I had, had a, a, a leader that I had to serve under and a few other business people through the years. And uh, I'm talking hard. I want to say something else, but anyway. They, it was rough. Well, if you don't do anything else, you'll learn what not to do. Don't be like that. Right? Come on, amen? So in this, Jerry, you know, Jerry West made this statement, famous basketball, for those of you who don't know, player and, and uh, um, manager. And he, he said this statement. He said, you can't get much done in life if you only work on days you feel good. So as we, as we kind of put this in context, I want, I want you to just think about that. Because there, we're in a journey of life, and there's some things that, that, that's going on. And, and I'm, I'm, you know, I've moved to this other season, this other place, and I'm working with other pastors. Pastor Braden that was here during the 50th and, and was up here with our elders. He's on sabbatical, and so his two campus guys in contact with them, been over in Midland and Lubbock and, and working with uh, Brandon Cole, Paul's son, there in, in Fort Worth along with our campuses with Pastor David and, and Pastor Lane. And, and just, it's, it's, I'm, I'm just in this other place, but one of the things that I have, I have recognized that I have been more willing to do now is I'm not going to do everything. And there's a, there's sometimes there's a process that's going on. And in that, I feel like up and coming and, and those that are, that are in those next generations and, and those that are, that are coming behind, that there's some things that they need to understand that there's some battles to be fought that they've got to fight. There's some victories that's got to be won that they've got to be willing to fight those battles. There's some loads that they've got to learn to carry and carry it well that I carried and I've carried and I've carried. <laughs> and for me, thank God, you know, somehow God's made me. I mean, Terry Sparks, you know, that uh, used to be the church's administrator way back in the day under Pastor John. Um, I was sitting with him and uh, he, said, he said, only God could use Walt Landers to do what has been done. He said, only your head is like flint. Just hard enough to do something that others said couldn't be done. 
And I got to think about it. He's pretty prophetic, too. I'm like, okay, so I got a hard head. <laughs> but sometimes that's, you know what? Sometimes God's going to use somebody that just says, you know what? Point me in the right direction, God, and come hell or high water. We're going to do this. Now, it's by his grace and by his spirit. It's not just toughing it out. Listen, if all we're going to do is tough it out and roll with the, with the, with the, the, the whole, in, in the strength and the arm of the flesh, we're going to fail miserably. It's not by power, not by might, but it's by his spirit. Amen? And so there is a leading, there is a guiding, but at some point it doesn't take away the obstacle. It doesn't take away the challenge. It doesn't take away the fight of faith. It doesn't take away the enemy from wanting to take you out. I've been accused. You can't believe the accusations and some of the stuff that that goes on. Sometimes I hear stories about myself, even from the before Christ days, and I'm like, dang, did he really, did you really do that? (laughs) Stories grow. And with all those accusations, I, my pastor, Pastor Olin, told me years ago, he said, I want to give you some advice. He said that, that he was just, a, they were at their, the, the last day before graduation in seminary uh, there at the university. He was graduating. He had, had already been a DPS officer. He had served in the military before that. And here he's, he had shifted his whole career now. He was, he was going into ministry. He had completed seminary. And, he, and he's there. And the old professor, some, somebody asked, you know, what's the last advice you would, you would give us before we go do what God's called us to do? And for probably only some of us older generation will fully get this. But the old professor looked at the class and said, don't kick at the pesky dogs, just deliver the mail. Used to, they delivered mail on foot. And there's going to be a lot of things that will try to distract you, a lot of things that will try and pull you off course, a lot of things that will be yep, yep, yepping at you. But are you going to stay focused on what has God called you to do? What has God put in your heart to do? So in this, let's read our scripture. I'm I'm running out of time unless y'all give me some more. Luke chapter 16, verse 10. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. I don't have time to go into all the the front story and the back story on this and and, 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 in the sandwich of this passage that's in here, but I want you to to get this because this is so powerful. If any of us are arriving at next levels, we got to hear Jesus. Jesus is speaking. Jesus said, when you're faithful in what is least, then you're faithful also in much. He who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, money, who will commit to your trust true riches? And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, another person's, who will give you what is your own? These three keys 
is how I've tried to live my life. From hearing this, I heard this early on from a great man of God that was teaching about leadership, and he preached from this. I don't think I've ever actually preached from it. I've quoted it. I've talked about it. But actually going there, I haven't done it, and I'm running out of time this morning, so it looks like I may have to do part two at some point to get the rest in. I'm going to hit them real quick, though, because first and foremost, start. That's point one. you got to start. Too many times, not show up, start. Somebody screwed up. <laughs> Bless them, Jesus. Start. Because <laughs> I almost titled this, show up. That's a, that's a Paul Cole saying concerning faithfulness, especially you men. Men, for your kids, show up. For your wife, show up. For your livelihood, show up, right? But first and foremost, point one, if you are going to be faithful in what is least, you got to start. All the way through the Bible, it was always about what is in your hand? What has God already given you? What are those talents? Paul talking to young Timothy to stir up those gifts that was given by the laying on the hands of the elders. Stir up. you got to use what you have. Stop belittling somehow or stop looking at what God, because listen, I, I hear this so many times, even in the prophetic, and you never want to jump off the high dive necessarily and go crazy in the, with a prophetic word because many times that prophetic is, is way out there, maybe years in advance. It's not for right now, but God's already speaking to get you prepared, and there is some things that are already that should be put in motion and should start working now. I remember I first got saved. I got saved in my bedroom. I showed up at my grandmother's house. I'm giving you a short version today. And, uh, and, and, and she, had, she had been praying. Her and my aunt had been fasting a, a, one day a week praying that I'd get saved. And, and uh, so I got born again radically in my bedroom, transformed, show up. I... I, I so I talked to her about it. She takes me to church, and, and uh, in, this, in this church here in San Angelo, I, I'm there, and they got, they got, it's old style. You know, this is a long time ago. And they got a choir, and they're like, we need, we need people in the choir. So I'm, I'm, I'm brand new. I'm like, well, bless God. They need somebody to help in the choir. I'll show up. I'll help in the choir. Well, after a couple of times of at different moments, everybody turning and looking at me, like, yeah, that note, that, that really wasn't that good, was it? Okay, maybe it's not the choir. All right, give me an, uh, give me an offering bucket. <laughs> I can run an offering bucket. Come on, I'm, I was a ditch digger. I, I can run an offering bucket. And I just began to start there. When, when literally, when... When J Pastor John Holler called me out of the audience that morning, I was in the first service, Joanna and I, and we were headed to work in the nursery in the second service. And Pastor John called me out, took me back to the green room, and said, God has spoken to me that there's a church that needs a pastor, and I'm supposed to send you. Boom. I leave, I go to the nursery, and Joanne says, what did Pastor John want, you know? I mean, we all thought, I got called into the principal's office, you know. 
was like, you won't believe it. I'll tell you later. <laughs> I got a pregnant wife, two other little kids, and it's like, we're going to, now we're going into ministry? Now, God? I just paid everything off. I got a job that is rocking. I could go anywhere. They're in multi-states. I mean, I'm up in the company. I'm like, now? Come on. Sometimes you're passing tests or you're facing tests to see whether or not you're going to pass that test so that God can take you to that next place. Number two, steward. He says money matters. If you don't get this, you're going to miss so much because money matters to God. You can't, you can't advance unless you understand money matters. One-third of what Jesus taught was about money and stewardship. Excuse me, if it didn't matter so much, why would Jesus spend so much time on it? And early on, I mean, I, Joanne and I, we, we just connected, you know, in church and, and in our relationship and in marriage. We, we just determined, come hell or high water, we were going to give, we were going to tithe, we were going to sow when opportunity provided itself. Money matters to If it didn't matter so much, why would Jesus make such a deal out of the woman with two mites? You ever seen a mite? I think I've got a picture here. Look at that. That's next to a dime. That's a mite that I, about 20 years ago I, I was able to, to uh, purchase in Israel back before there was knockoffs. <laughs> if you go to Israel now, don't buy one. <laughs> Unless you're going to really pay a lot and get it, get it checked. But that's a mite. So insignificant. But Jesus is watching over the treasury as people are bringing their offerings and here comes this widow with two little mites and Jesus is like man did y'all see that and they're like what 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 like man everybody's giving what are you talking about Jesus I mean it's like oh yeah but others are given out of their abundance she's given everything she's got money matters to God why? Because there is something that if you go back and you, you study all the way from the beginning of time, God has always had something that he's held to himself. Think about in the Garden of Eden, that one tree. You can eat of all the others, but don't eat that one. That one belongs to me. And where'd they screw up? They, they failed that test. We have paid the consequence. Amen? Sin came into the world. The curse was put upon the earth. All of those things happened. But all the way through, you'll see that money matters. And you'll get tested with it. Even, even sometimes to take it when you shouldn't. You got Naaman showing up to the man of God. You know, he's in need of, he's got leprosy. He's, he's, he's bringing six loads of stuff. Six. Numerically, the strength of man, the flesh, the power of what man can do. 
And the prophet says, go dip seven times. That's, God, that's God's number. That's completion. Oh, numerically. If you'll read your Bible and understand some of these things, you're going to pick up stuff. You're going to see stuff. And you'll, you'll, it'll, the Bible will come alive, and it'll talk to you. It'll get in your business. Amen? Money matters. And the prophet of God said, we can't take it. Amen? Sometimes there's strings attached. Sometimes there's things that could, could burden you or take you down a path or do certain things. Listen, it's not about money. It's about the assignment and the God calling. What has God said? And knowing that will settle a lot. Many, many years ago, I, I had some prophetic words that started coming about money about the affluent, about those kinds of things. And, and the warning was, don't, don't let it touch you. And I've just, I've set boundaries. I've done certain things that, that um, <laughs> here's the thing. In life, what you need to understand, whether it's in your marriage and you set boundaries and protections, whether it's just in your life in general, we have to protect ourselves from ourselves. Please hear that. Because the flesh gets weak. There are things that happen. But if you'll live a principle-based life, and you'll live your life within boundaries, it'll keep you from doing stupid stuff. And Because and, I'm telling you, sometimes a bad decision can set you way back. Can take you out. We see it with ministers and with... People high profile all the time. Only ones that seems like they escape is, is a politician. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did vote though. <laughs> For the lesser of evils. Anyway. <laughs> but your stewardship, how you live your life. It matters. I, I never forget. I, t I tell some of these stories now freer. You know, I mean, early on, I mean, Joanne and I, we didn't have, we didn't really have nothing. We're living in a house with wheels on it. Come on, how you been there or maybe you're there? Hey. Yeah. And, and, it, it, and it was a fixer-upper to boot. I mean, that, that old trailer was falling apart. It, it had, oh, my God. And so I would, I would work all day, come in, and I would work on this thing. And, and her mom gave us this nice living room set. Lo and behold, wouldn't you know it, the church had a fundraiser of a garage sale to raise money to send to a Bible trade school in southern Mexico And we gave the furniture away. <laughs> Our mother's like, what? <laughs> she may be watching right now. I've done that. I've had to tell people at times that I've been given all kinds of gifts. And, and <laughs> I had Tommy, Tommy Gonzalez telling me this. It's like, remember that watch I gave you? You didn't have it no time. You gave it away. Like, 
Sometimes it's just a pipeline. There are things to enjoy, and there's a whole lot of things that just are passed through. Why? Because God's trying to get it somewhere. When I look at the ministries and the support and what we're doing, I know that it's because God is trying to get it somewhere. There are lives being impacted by this church like you can't imagine. And let me finish with this last one. It's about serving. Why? Because he says, if you've not been faithful in what is another's, how will he give you true riches? True riches. Spiritual things, gifts, things that God wants to, to open up in, in, and make happen for our lives. But being faithful, and this word faithful is in, in the way we use faithfulness, is it, it, it's really way short. You know, you can be faithful. You can be faithful to show up at church, but you may not be loyal to this church. You can be faithful to show up and clock in on your job, but you may not be loyal to that business owner. Loyalty is a whole different level. This word is about being trustworthy. That's why if you read some of the other translations, it uses that terminology. It's not just faithful. It's about, are you trustworthy? Can I really put trust in you that you're going to get it done, that you're going to show up, that that you're going to use resources properly? But then this last part, are you going to represent well? That's what true servitude is, is that we're going to represent him in the earth. See, if if you're saying, you know what, I'm a servant of the Most High God, then do you really represent? That's a question that all of us have to ask ourselves. Because if we miss that, then somehow it doesn't correlate into a place to where we're able to have the greatest impact on people's lives. And ultimately, that's, that's the heart of God. He wants it to be about the lives of those around us. And so are we, are we truly representing? See, if you're faithful in what's in others, then all of a sudden God begins to give you more. He begins to give you money. He begins to give you more influence. He begins to give you more of your own. I watched this. I remember I was working for a company, and there was an economic downturn. It was a very difficult time, and they basically, I mean, they cut, cut everybody that was in the office by like 12%, everybody that was an, a, a, a salaried employee in the field by 10%. It was a major cut. And before that, I mean, I, I had watched, you know, different, different ones just complain and nag or, or bicker or, or just, I mean, beat on, their, on this company and the employer. Say terrible things. I'm like, man, they sign in your paycheck. You get paid more than others in this city working at this company. And it just, I just couldn't believe it. And, and but... I remember that I had a, they had given me a lot of freedom. 
A lot of freedom financially. We had charge accounts all over the city. I could charge any place, anywhere, and, and just whatever was needed. I had a lot of freedom in that. That doesn't happen because you're being stupid. Come on. Doesn't happen because you're not properly representing. And I remember all of that was going on, and then some were getting called in the office, and some were getting the Dear John letter, right? Send you to the house till things pick up. And I got called to the office. I'm like, oh, man. I thought I was going to miss this cut. And I show up. And they begin to tell me of how much they appreciate the job that I had been doing and how faithful I had been and how I properly had been representing the company. He gave me a dollar an hour raise. For back in those days, that was significant. Everybody else got a paycheck cut. Now, do I say that just because of wallliners? No. It was because I heard this message and I decided I want to live my life. Listen, I had plenty of reason to complain about them. <laughs> I just bit my tongue not to. There's blessing, there is blessing blockers, folks. That's where offense, if you get offended and you live your life in a place of offense, you, you just might as well accept you got blessing blockers. That's why it's so vital to make sure that you keep your heart right. Because if you're going to talk about servitude, it's about keeping your heart right. Because you got to do it in such a way. It's not because it's easy. It's not because they are even worthy of being served. Like I said, I have served under some real difficult individuals. But I just always chose, God, I want to keep my heart right now. There's plenty of times I was on my face sucking carpet and praying. Come on. Some of you don't know what that is. Some of you need to get introduced to it. It's like, God, listen, this journey, it was not always easy. Most of the time it's not. And where we arrive in life, we don't do it on our own. There are those around us. That, I, I believe that. But in the attraction, relationships, those that, that, that believe in you, those that support you, those that, it, so much of that happens when you're full on. You're a servant of God. And you're willing to say, I lay down my life. Because that's what it's about. Are you willing to lay down your life? And say, okay, God. Not my will, but your will be done. And in these three key areas, oh my goodness, if you'll start passing the test of these, if you'll just take this to heart, let this thing get down on the inside of you and watch what God will do. And again, there's some things others can't do for you. You've got to face that. You've got to grow. And it takes time. And guess what? 
It takes some failure. There's times that I have failed miserably. I have swung for the fence in some areas. It struck out. But at least I was swinging. At least I was willing to take that risk. Take that step of faith. I think that does something in in a place of development and growth in us. What is it that God is speaking to you about. See, I, I, I believe that God wants to raise up more people in business right here at the Life Church. I believe that God has given some of you some witty inventions, some ideas, some things, and yet sometimes you, you've just been holding back and holding back and you want to be safe and you want to be safe. And yet, get in the, in the race. Run this thing. You got to go for it at some point. Now, is there, is there a place to use wisdom? Yes, absolutely. But I meet certain people that they talk about it. They talk about it. And they tell me, this is what God said, this is what God said, this is what. And it's like they're so apprehensive. And they know that God wants to take them further and go do something greater and, and make, a, make a stronger impact with their life. And it's like they just get settled. But I just sense, just like that, those little birds. Father God is sitting on the wire a little ways out going, come on. Come on. Are you willing to do it today? Let's stand to our feet. If you've not made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, today's the day of salvation. Jesus wants to be your Lord and Savior. He paid an incredible price, and He didn't die in vain. There is still a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. And Jesus paid an incredible price so that every single person could enter into that covenant relationship with Father God through Him, through His shed blood. And you can enter into that and experience all that he has. If you've not made that decision today, why not sell out? Why not lay down your life? Why not just say, yes, God, all the way in? If you've been holding back in your relationship and you've put stipulations on God and you're you're holding him at bay and you know that there's something stirring, you know that God's asking for more, you know that he's wanting you to do more, why not today to just simply say, God, I surrender just going to give it all. Pastor, this all sounds pretty risky. Oh, it is. It is. You know, when Joanne and I were going to that little church, I had been traveling down to Lockhart, Texas, preaching. Every few, few weeks, I was rotating through with the other preachers that were being assessed whether or not evaluated who's going to be this next senior pastor. And on that, that last trip as we're going in, before they had announced anything, they hadn't called me, they hadn't told me, and we had come through Austin. We're traveling down 183 in those rolling hills, and we're heading down, and I look over at my pregnant wife, leaned up against the, the side of the window there sleeping. No, surely she wouldn't snore, but... 
and she is sound asleep. And I'm thinking, God, because I, I just had this, this sense of knowing that they were going to offer that position to me. <laughs> and I knew what this little church, what that meant. They didn't have a lot of money. I was doing quite well. She wakes up. And I look over at her and I said, I said, what do you think? I believe they're going to offer me this pastor position. What are we going to do? And hear the faith in this woman that was willing to risk it all said, let's go for it. You can always go back to construction. <laughs> and we went for it and we hadn't looked back yet. Amen. Come on. <laughs> I got a sense some of you are going to go for it. There's some big things in store here. We're going to worship this song. If you've not made Jesus the Lord of your life, why not do it right here and just give him your life? If you are here and you gotta, you got to give him a new place in your heart and your life, give him that. If you feel like there's something stirring that you know that you hadn't been obedient to, Hey, watch what God will do. Let's worship.